Hey, what's up? Wait. Welcome. What? <laughs> I was saying you for for our listeners right now, they don't realize like you look like you're in witness protection right now. <laughs> hey, you use that own joke on yourself. You can't turn it around yeah. on me. <laughs> I, I recycle. <laughs> you're like, you told people I'm the asshole in the room, and then you go, hey, he's the asshole in the room. <laughs> hey, what's up? Welcome to Gimmick Street, a professional wrestling podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I'm along with comedian Pratik Srivastava. What's up, Pratik? going on sam good to be here everybody thank you for listening to our you know whether you're on a plane right now or in a dental waiting office we appreciate you getting your wrestling fix from us hell yeah i'm super excited this is episode number two uh xavier could not be here but uh he's with us in spirit yes hell yeah hell yeah anything exciting going on in your life uh well i am going to survivor series i did we actually that's what the phone call was right before we started uh, oh that's uh, awesome i thought it was a work thing that's even better uh, kind of relate to that because we're trying to do shows as well. We, we try right. to this year. I don't know if I've talked about this on, I know we talked about this in hypothetical, but I don't know if we talked about this on gimmick street. Uh, I've tried to hit, you know, just the pandemic made me appreciate and miss live events. So I told myself when I come out of the pandemic, I'm going to try to hit the big four, the WWE big four Royal WrestleMania, SummerSlam and survivor in one year. And I am going to be able to pull it off this year. So I went to. Oh yeah, because you're three, you're three and zero so far, right? Three and zero right now. So we're, we're going to hit it. We're going to do it. Uh, so we did Royal Rumble in St. Louis. Uh, we did WrestleMania in Dallas. We did SummerSlam in Nashville, and we're going to Boston. It's been official. It's signed. Just bought the tickets. Everything. We finalized the hotel. Finalized the tickets. Uh, but yeah, we're going to see Survivor Series War Games uh, next Saturday, uh, the twenty sixth. Hey, so what are the chances that you're in the men's uh, War Games match? <laughs> right because you don't know who's gonna fucking be in it it's I feel, uh, like, they, I feel like they canceled it i swear yeah it was it was it was gearing up to be you know poor kevin owens like uh talk about like untimely injuries especially for a year when a lot of like if you think about it like you know there are a lot of superstars right now who are injured right now cody's out yes there is Orton, you know and yet still Logan because Paul, of the most prestigious one of all <laughs> Look, future uh, future uh, Hall of Fame. No, you know what? No, Logan did great. YouTube um, Hall of Fame, maybe. YouTube Hall of Famer. <laughs> Does he go in the celebrity wing or in the work wing? Uh-huh. Remember, like when the WWE celebrity ring was like Jim uh, Jim Carrey, Drew Carey for for like literally a ten second like thing. He fell out of the ring, you know. Well, he was and an official like, entrant in the Rumble. He was he an official entry, but he didn't do anything, but he was an official entry. He tried to break Kane. That was one of the greatest moments of all time. He threw, he threw money at Kane and then yeah. eliminated himself. Um, Speaking of Hall of Fame, I remember a few years ago because my mom, my mom is hardcore baseball. She loves baseball. She knows everything in and out of baseball. And a few years ago, I go, oh, I'm so glad that Pete Rose is in the Hall of Fame. And she's like, oh, <laughs> no, he's not. He's never going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm like, no, he's he is. He's in the Hall of Fame. She's like, no, he's not. Like, yeah, WWE Hall of Fame. WWE Hall of Fame, celebrity wing, yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, he took, like, like oh, he just did, like, one little thing. For, like, three, four years in a row, his in WrestleMania, row. He, had, he would do something pain. He'd yep. get choke slammed. He took a stink face from a He had an epic face. story, and it lasted for years. Um, I listened to JR's, Jim Ross's podcast, and he literally said that, I don't know if he was working everybody, but he literally with a straight face on the podcast and it was a video podcast. So we could see his face. Well, that's he cool. said, he said with the straight face that Pete Rose wanted his mania payouts in cash. Like, cause wow. he was going to go. Like, so Did I believe JR, it. Hey, does Jared really say anything with a straight face? 
Ah, there we go. There it is. Uh, good old JR. There's I the funky JR. Sam that him. we know. Hey. <laughs> I love JR, though. Straight face. <laughs> I, didn't even, I walked right into that one. These <laughs> us. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, nothing new went on with me. I am just, uh, you know, hanging out. I did a show last night. I didn't do so well. It was, it was weird. I, I started doing good, and then uh, I, I was really excited about an old joke that I was doing, and I just, I, I fucked up the punchline, and then I just kind of went into a downward spiral. And I was like, "Fucking, I'm fucking San Medina. Thank you." Yeah, it definitely. You know, there's some. There's we've all had. You know, we, you know, especially you know, for me, I've been doing it twelve years. Like we all had those shows where it's just like sometimes. You cannot dig yourself out of the hole. You just got to take the L. So you got to take, and to put it in wrestling terms, you got to take the roll-up pin sometimes. You know, you got to take the <laughs> Yeah, you got you to gotta take the roll-up, brother. I take the schoolboy once in a while. You know, everybody gets everybody gets caught, you know, with the tights pulling and they get they get a win, you know. Hell yeah, hell yeah. It was like he had the ropes. Uh, and then it was funny, uh, on Raw, this is like an off-topic thing. On Raw, uh, Chad Gable beat, uh, who did he beat? He beat somebody. It was a big match. And then um, Chad Gable was holding the ropes. And Otis was also holding the ropes from the outside, uh, but it didn't do anything. But it made it seem like Otis was helping him. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, it didn't it just, even accomplish anything. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Gable's kind of a workhorse for them. Like I they, love, I love Gable. They put him in the ring with everybody. Yeah, no, he's dope, and I love his shoesh gimmick. Like it's so incredible. I really want a shoes T-shirt one day. I'm so glad he's finally he has a personality gimmick now. He's not Me just because remember remember Shorty G. That was so um, dope. I thought he was career. I thought he was dead in the water when he got Shorty G. So good for who would have thought like three four years ago both of them were in different tags and now they're together. You had you had they were in the Olympics together. That's how they met. That's that's great. Yeah, yeah. No, they're friends from way back. It's just funny that they're not. They they didn't start out in the same. Like it's like I still remember like like Gable and Jordan, and then it was heavy machinery, and then both of them kind of broke off. There, I still think they picked the wrong uh, guy to be Kurt Angle's son. Oh, oh my God! It could Chad easily... Gable looks like him, and he's an Olympian. Like yeah. it just it, it writes itself. It could have been so perfect, you know. Yeah. But they wanted yeah. the more attractive. You know, they wanted taller. right. They wanted the more the more aesthetically pleasing guy. Yeah, well, um, that's. Uh, but Gable did gone, get so. The coolest thing is Gable got to wrestle during Kurt Angle's like like goodbye tour. Gable got to wrestle Kurt Angle. Like, he did? Uh, I don't remember that. I gotta go back and look for it. He was on Raw. I might have been on in Raw in Chicago. Maybe uh, that's, that's why you remember so well. Yeah. Uh so good for good for yeah. And I think they did a table for three with Gable and, and Kurt Angle and Wow. Uh, so cool. good for he, he's getting chance to work with them a little bit, you know. That, that was cool. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, let's get into some news. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have a I have a thing first that's kind of a not really news. Um, but I've been thinking about it and I kind of want to get it out of the way. Uh, get out of the way baby do you think so ruby riot uh it's been rumored that she's not really happy with her spot in AEW. i don't know what her contract is if she could just leave or whatever uh, but ruby soho <laughs> yeah, ruby uh ruby yeah. so what, what do they call it? ruby riot uh, oh yeah ruby ruby riot was in wwe but she's yeah, ruby yeah i think i call her ruby riot ruby soho yeah. um <laughs> what do you think about if i, I think i was thinking about it she could leave AEW, go back to WWE, but keep the name and the song because Rancid owns those, not AEW. That's true. Rance, she does use Rancid. She's a big Rancid fan. Uh, oh, it was weird though. Was, I really wish she could have kept Ruby Riot because, or she could have changed it to like a different spelling of Riot. Maybe I don't know how that works, but Ruby Soho sounds like an Eagles song. Like I don't like the name Ruby <laughs> Soho. But okay, here's the you know the story behind it. Yeah, 
She was on Lars uh, Lars from Rancid's podcast. Oh, before, really? Okay. Before AEW, right between between gigs, and yeah. she was talking about how she became Ruby Riot because Ruby Soho is her favorite song of all time. Oh, and, and Lars told her, "If you go by Ruby Riot in your next run, I'll give you the song." <laughs> I mean, That's... I keep saying Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, whatever. You know what I mean? Because I was like, wait, who's which song is which which is song name is Ruby Soho? Because Ruby Soho sounds like a sound name, it's but a, not it's a, a rancid, rancid song. song. Ruby Soho is a rancid song. Okay, yeah. Because Ruby Soho sounds like an Eagles song name more than a rancid song. It doesn't. <laughs> but I'm not the hugest rancid fan, so what do I know? Anyways, um, anyway, I'm not the hugest rancid fan either. I didn't really know uh, anything about them until I uh, until Ruby Soho came into my life. Yeah. I just, uh, to, but to your, to get back to your point of hand, yeah, it's, it's that shame. It's, it's a shame when sometimes, you know, we see these, uh, you know, former WWE people going to AEW and you just think everybody's going to get pushed to the moon. Not everybody can get pushed to the moon. There's going to be people that are just going to be, you know, your, your mid card utility players. But then you have a lot of people who end up, you know, like you end up with people who do dark and do elevation or whatever. And that's, you know, at least they're getting the wrestle because I feel like yeah. someone like someone like Athena, for example, who was uh, Ember Moon in WWE. She literally was saying, I'm not even getting to wrestle. Like, can I just go on NXT and wrestle? Can I do something? So at least she's that's getting true. a chance. At least she's not just sitting in catering. Not just sitting and catering, you know, mm-hmm. it's only one day a week commitment. You're not going to these things and not doing anything. You're getting a chance to do things, you know, mm-hmm. and again, not everybody can be everything, you know, especially like with the women's division, like, okay, if Athena leaves, go, Ember Moon goes back, Ruby goes back, like that's a thin division. We we need they the, the women's, I still believe the AEW women's division, they need, they need more bodies. They need more people. I think it's great that Soraya is there. I think that can really elevate that division but they need a few more hands. They need more utility players. And I do think that Athena and Ruby Soho should stay there and they'll just give it a little bit of time. People got to be a little patient, you know? Yeah. I don't see them. I don't like, okay. Let's just, let's take, for example, say Ruby goes back to uh, WWE tomorrow. Okay. What do you, what, what would you do with her? Would you put her, would you pair her with Liv because they were, team together would you would I don't that think be she the fits I don't think she fits with Liv or Sarah at this point she doesn't but no but not not sing tag with them like do you do a program with them like does she come oh, back oh okay because okay. Liv is Liv is kind of which I'm also I'm a little confused what Liv is right now to be honest with you is she based right now because she kind of when she lost the title to Ronda she laughed so it's like is she kind of heelish now we don't know what the right. hell she's doing she was a big like face when she won that championship that was a face win you know, mm-hmm. and then this whole thing with Riot, uh, with uh, with Ronda turned into a whole thing. So, but yeah, now she's if, fitting with Sonya Deville, and Sonya Deville is definitely a heel. So that's the thing. So it sounds like she's more of a heel. So you could potentially bring Ruby back as a face and have her squash her demons or past people, i.e., Liv. You know, if Liv is a heel. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be pretty interesting. I think but it'd be good to see Ruby come back because, like the WWE, I think their their division is so thin. Their women's division. They the have division no women's been, tag teams. They don't have tag teams right now. I mean, those titles are just, you know, you threw Asuka and Alexa together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. I still remember when the women's tag team was created, the championship was created. It could be defended on either brand and NXT too. NXT, right. And then they so came out like, with NXT why, women's. That was the thing. I think part of it is NXT women got their own title as well. And it's just like, right. I think you could have had... 
I see no harm with – I don't mind when main roster people jump back down for a little bit to, to NXT. I thought Finn, when he went back, it was a perfect thing for him to do. It was a great thing, uh, too. He had a great feud with Kevin uh, – Karrion Cross and all these other guys. Karrion Cross, uh, the, the There was the famous – uh, during the pandemic, a uh, fatal four-way elimination Iron Man match mm-hmm. where it was like Finn, Austin, uh, Austin, Jesus Christ, Finn, uh, um, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, I call him Austin. That's his real name, Austin. Uh, <laughs> Are you that Cole. close with them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and me and Britain, uh, Austin, are really we're really close. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a good. That was they they did some good stuff with Finn. I think Apollo Cruz is doing great down there. I, I yeah. think. Paul Cruz is a good utility play, player, and Braun Breakers Green, he needs to work with more seasoned veterans mm-hmm. like Apollo Cruz. I think that'll be a good program for him. Absolutely. Because you know? Braun's going to be in the main roster. Like, I don't know if like they're going to wait till after Mania, but I could see him easily debuting in um, the main. I think he could be the next, like, you know how Kevin Owens debuted and he still had the NXT title? There's no reason Braun can't debut with the title like put him in that picture he doesn't need to lose it yeah and triple h is probably a lot more for that than vince was yeah something I, you know the, the nxt crossover kind of situation like just bringing them up properly you know what i mean like with yeah. carrying cross and the fucking like gimp mask that they made him wear it was so dumb that was dumb that was terrible uh, you know i'm glad that he was able to i'm kind of glad he was able to leave and come back and get that little restart refresh it was a great and the way he came in was perfect i, I mean i don't know what he's doing now though i feel like that kind of that see that was the thing that they shouldn't have paired him with Drew right away. Like I said, because then it's like you do yeah. two matches with him, and now where does he go? Whereas right. Drew was fighting with the bloodline, you could have kept that story. It was basically carrying cross was a little detour for Drew to not wear out the bloodline feud, and now he's back with fighting the bloodline. You know, so it's like, well, fuck, is Carrion still there? Does he come back? Does he does he fight alongside them? I don't know. You know, you're right because at this point, Carrion has two choices: go up to Roman or go down right and i think probably it's either gonna be down or do you put him in this world cup thing but he's like he's not like an international superstar it's no. it's it's a world cup but there's already three guys from the u.s in in this oh there uh, is i thought brian was the only u.s guy uh well you ricochet is also in there oh and, okay I mean, yeah you're right he is technically mustafa ali which i know you don't like him but he's from he's, he's so actually annoying. From- is he, wait, i thought he was a raw guy though i thought he was a raw guy i i, I guess it's all interbrand I oh, guess wow, okay. Yeah, uh, he he's in it, but he's oh, he's a Chicago guy though. So I I I'm sorry that I said I like him. but I think they're gonna bill him from Pakistan to make it more global, which is mm, yeah, like like Jinder Mahal for example is not from India. He's, he actually grew up in Calgary. Uh, yeah, he's uh, Canadian. Yeah, I think he. I don't know if he trained at the Hart School, but like I know Bret Hart was when he won the championship. Bret Hart like good, finally the championship comes back to Calgary or whatever. Cause yeah, um, his uncle, who's his uncle? His uncle, some like Tiger Jeet Singh or, or somebody who's uh, not Tiger Jeet Gama Singh. Gama, Gama Singh. Singh. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And he's he was Indian born, but he's he was Indian born. And but he, he came he up wrestling in Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had like the saber and all. Um, um, but gender, no, but gender is it, it's very interesting how gender kind of he won this thing and it was like India and it was like no, he's from fucking Calgary. Like, it, it, <laughs> yeah, but uh, the Indian oh. audience doesn't know that. <laughs> they don't fucking know the difference. Uh, gender is at the very... same time like just because he's from Calgary. I mean, he's still you know like representing them more than they've had in the past. Oh yeah, uh, you know the foreign heel gimmick. It never ends with Calgary. Poor, poor Brett. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gender's married to a uh, great Collie's sister. That's uh, oh, I didn't know that. I thought no, I thought uh, the great Collie's manager was married to 
his sister. Well, the great Kali's man. Well, Jinder used to. Well, great Kali had a few different people managing him. He had Davari manage him for a little bit. Oh, yeah. He had Jinder kind of paired with them. And but his most famous manager was Ranjan Singh. Oh yeah, um, but he was a writer. He's a writer, so he's an American-born guy, and he's he mostly writes for WWE now. Uh, he kind of stepped away from the performance thing, but uh, so so I remember I do remember in the past that somebody was like married to Kali's sister, and that's why they were kind of like had to be by his side or something. But it was I can't, I forgot it was gender though. Is I think that it was, true? I Is he really married to her? Yeah, I looked at. I remember like when gender got the title, I just started looking up all these old interviews with him and. I mean, you know, he was he was saddled with that stupid three man band gimmick. So I was like, good for him. He's finally doing something else. You know. Do you know, like, in India, like how the great Kali is like looked at? Is he like known? He's, national? he's like Michael Jordan. He's like worshipped over there. He has his own wrestling. He's like the Vince McMahon of his own league over there. Now. Wow, I didn't know that. He had his own wrestling league. He had his own wrestling school, but then like somebody died, so they had to close the school or something. Or. Wow. I don't know all the full details, but yes, he's he's looked at very highly in India. You know, um, there was some Indian show where they it's like they do like a fake talk show, but it's set in a courtroom and they had him on. And then they keep asking him about the blood capsule like and he's like, I didn't use capsule. I I actually bled. Um, and I'm like, golly, you barely took a bump. You didn't bleed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's a worker, man. No bump, baby. No bump. That's what Hornswoggle said in some interview. Because he used to it used to be Hornswoggle, Gender, Holly, and um, uh, Natalia. They used to ride together. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Natalia was with Holly on TV for a while. Yes, the kiss cam, right? Yeah, they were dating, supposedly <laughs> on screen. <laughs> Did you see that picture recently of Natalia grabbing Zack Ryder uh, in his no-no area? Yeah, what the hell? Like, well, uh, I don't know. Hashtag, I don't know. Hashtag me too. Like, what I guess, was that? yeah. And Zach Ryder just looked like, what is happening? So yeah. uh, all I know about that picture is that uh, it was a, it was built up to, to Survivor Series, Raw versus SmackDown, and there was like uh, backstage brawl between the two brands, and that's all I know. Okay. And in between a brawl, you're gonna you're gonna grab somebody's crotch. I think. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm brawling. Speaking of Zack Ryder, uh, uh, heavily Matt, rumored that Chelsea Green is on the WWE's radar. She might be coming back. She recently wrapped up with Impact. I think she did a, a, a segment where she's like, I hate it here. I'm leaving. And she just left. And that was how they wrote her out. Um, something like that. Um, anyway, do you think that she'll come back with her husband? So that's what I've been reading is that it's supposedly a done deal. She's going to come back. I say throw her to... I think she'd be good for NXT. You know, don't put her up to the main roster yet. Like, I think I think Mandy Rose needs another big opponent to. to yeah, to, NXT. Think, you're right. NXT does need some experienced wrestling women. Women right now. I hope yeah. at some point though, Mandy Rose drops it to a younger. Like, I do think all the younger people have been fighting Mandy, and they just need they see, need something a little more seasoned for Mandy. So hopefully Chelsea Green can do that. Um, I guess the joke is that oh, Matt Cardona is going to show up too, and. Right. Uh, you know, I guess everybody's like, oh, he's not going to show up as Zack Ryder. He's going to show up as Matt Cardona. Because of what Triple H said, think, said in an interview. Yeah, he's like, I'm not interested um, in Zack Ryder, but I'm interested in Matt Cardona. Part of me, so here's my, so obviously we're, we're not, we don't really talk too much about NWA, but they had a pay-per-view recently. It was a three-way, Tyrus, uh, uh, Trevor, right? Yeah, Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch and, and Matt Cardona. And I was, I really thought Matt was going to win that three-way. So did I, because he was champion he when he got injured. So I part of me thinks the reason he lost is because he knew he's coming to WWE, maybe. 
You know, yeah, that's, that's well, that could be the case. Uh, and then they could have just made a decision to put the bubble on Tyrus. But I do know that Billy is super, super behind Tyrus, too. That's true, too. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, listen, I, I don't follow NW too much. Um, I know, do, I'm but not, I can't watch it. It's not watchable for me. I like the story with, with Trevor Murdoch because he was a hard, he was trained by Harley Race. And when he won, I think I mentioned this last time, but he wore like the old 80s sport jacket when he won the championship and did like yeah. the old. Jeff Jarrett Park. calls himself the the last outlaw, but I really think that that's Trevor Murdoch. Yeah, I can see Trevor Murdoch. I think Trevor Murdoch though he's not really good at the like the the workhorse babyface. He should be full on asshole heel. I think he should be a full on asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But the like point Jeff, is, yeah, just like Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, full on asshole Jeff Jarrett. I mean, slap nuts. It was always great when he was a heel. I still I don't remember. Think was ever a babyface to tell you the truth. I, I don't he feel like he was TNA, but that's about it. King, I'm king of the mountain. Slap my thigh. He was always kind of English. You know, it just it worked better for him. You know, he's 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 his daddy's son who got to be in a wrestling company. That's full on heel. You know. Oh yeah. Shane McMahon embraced his heel side perfectly, and that that's why he became a face. Eventually. What about daddy's son that got to own a wrestling company? <laughs> who didn't get to be an owner? We'll get into that. We'll get to AEW later. Poor Shane. Um, well, wait, you got anything for news? Uh, we can talk about um, you know. There, speaking to go back a little bit to NXT, there's been a you know there's a pay per view on December 10th, which will be the final uh, pay per view for the year. Uh, a premium live event now. They're not called pay per views. I hate that. I hate premium live events. <laughs> I, I really don't like that. They're still on pay per view. Just call them pay per views. I agree. I think. But well, I mean, it's not the network anymore, so I get it. But I mean, can you get them on pay per view? I, I don't know. You know. Also, a thing that happens now is you can watch certain events, pay-per-views, whatever you want to call them, in theaters. Like, for example, my local AMC is showing uh, Full Gear. Now, it's like $45 to watch in a fucking theater. uh, Damn. It will look cool, you know. It's like like (laughs) you might as well at that point. Yeah, right? I might as well watch it at home when I want to. Watch it at home, right. You don't have to wait for the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, uh, but yeah, NXT deadline is on December 10th. That'll be the final event for the year. Uh, WWE is no longer doing a December pay-per-view for the main roster. There's remember like remember TLC and all that stuff. They're kind of yeah. they're kind of doing away with that. So the final, you know, that's kind of interesting that they're doing. They're skipping December now. I think it's for the best. To me, Survivor Series should always be the last thing of the year. You know, well then it, make it. it I guess great. it's at the end of November, right? Because it's next week. Yeah, and then you got a month, and then the and then Rumble season starts really. Rumble season starts. Well, I mean, now they're also doing away with day one. Day one, the the January first pay per view is not happening. Yeah, now, that's just, true. They, I don't. I think maybe they'll maybe they'll add something. I don't see that happening. I think Triple H is trying to. I think the 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 rumored of the dirt sheets is Triple H wants to scale down and have less pay per views a year, which I'm fine with that. Whatever you know, I think. Uh, they want to put more good because here's the thing: if you have too many pay per views and you're giving all your matches on TV. What are you gonna do on the pay per view? So yeah, right. do less. Yeah, absolutely. And then at the same time, like it's not pay pay per view is not what it was, you know, twenty years ago because of the of the Peacock Network. Yeah, and to me, the big four, you know, you're, you're always gonna have your big four: your Royal Rumble, your WrestleMania, your Summer, SummerSlam, and your Survivor Series. You add a few in between. I think King of the King Ring. Of the Ring. They're gonna, they're not bring that back. You know, yeah. I wouldn't mind a, like a TLC, like maybe not an extreme because it'd be like extreme rules TLC Hell in a Cell. Like maybe one of those can be a gimmick pay per view, like a TLC or something. You know, maybe have one of those, 
Um, I mean, or maybe do it, on, like a Clash of the Champions kind of thing, like a USA special or something. That could be cool. Like Clash of the Champions. Yeah, because you if you're not doing brand supremacy right now, you could do a champion versus champion, you know. But also have to here's half the thing. Half of their champions are one unified thing. There's no two tag champions. There's no two uh, WWE champions. There's that's one. True. Yeah, that's why they're not really doing brand versus brand. I think that I frankly I think it's a good idea. Brand versus brand is a little tired. We've not seen the war games on the main roster in forever. They've been doing it on NXT. So frankly, I don't think this we've is a, ever seen war games on the main roster. I don't believe so. No, no. Well, yeah, not on WWE. You've seen it in like you know WCW and. Uh, um, and obviously AEW is their 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 main roster. You, you although they they have to call it blood and guts on blood AEW. Guts. Yeah, you know why they call it that, right? Because Vince McMahon famously yeah. said, "I don't watch that blood and guts programming." Yeah. Yep, so yep, kind because, of, yep. Tell what Vince said about them. Also, I think it would be very emotional to see Cody Rhodes eventually in a War Games match, considering that's what his father created down the road. And I think it's cool. I mean, it's obviously unfortunate he's not you know available. Um, but I think down the road, that'll be an emotional thing to see. You know, this is the matches, one of his father's creations, and we have not seen him in it. He didn't, I don't believe he did even oh, the other. Right. Did he do the, the original Blood and Guts on AEW? No, he didn't. So no, this would be. Was, yeah, it's all, that's Jericho's match, basically. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Jericho's been in all those type of weird gimmick matches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he also took a pizza cutter from Nick Gage on live TNT. So I got to give, I got to give Jericho a lot of credit for that. Who, no, which, Jericho's you, dope, man. He's really, he's really like paving the way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, NXT deadline, December 10th. And they're doing a, and I pulled up the stipulations for this. Man. Yeah. So what's, what is it? Does it have a name? What's it called? The main event? Uh, I had it and then it the tab disappeared, but I will. Of course. Of course. Is it like a five way war games match? It's like a oh, five way. This is there because normally NXT had the war games match. And last year was in December. They were right. pushing for it to be a summer pay-per-view. they, they are doing away with that. It's on the main roster yep. now. So it's basically called an iron. And, and so they had uh, basically Shawn Michaels has become the NXT commissioner authority figure now. The, the matchmaker. The William Regal, if you will. So it's called an iron survivor challenge. New NXT stipulation. So here is the here is the rules for this. Um, it is a 25-minute match. Five competitors. They will have it for uh, the men's and the women's side. Uh, you will have five competitors. You will start with two wrestlers, and then every five minutes, a new uh, wrestler will be added into the match. After that, all five will compete, and they will be racking up uh, pinfalls and submissions. Points. Uh, uh, points. You get. Yeah. You basically get a point every time you score a pinfall and submission. But it's like a penalty situation. So that's the thing. If you get uh, some, if you submit or you get pinned. You go to a penalty box for 90 seconds. Oh, that's very King of the Mountain. It is. That's a new thing. I'm, I'm interested to see how that will work. My thing is 25 minutes may be, in just my opinion, okay, you start out with two superstars and new people will be added. So three more people to add. That's another 15 minutes. So we wouldn't have all competitors until 15 minutes. So really only 10 only, minutes left. And only 10 minutes left with all five. Frankly, it should be a 30-minute uh, uh, match. Now, I'm wondering if they're going to do – they're probably going to have a tiebreaker and they're going to go to sudden death and maybe extend it a little bit. But easily – At this least be- 30 minutes. I, You know what? I hate 30-minute Ironman matches. I think it, all Ironman matches should be an hour or don't do them. 
well, they should be all an hour. I'm sure there's some, you know, they won't don't want to exhaust anybody. Like, I still can't remember the last like, like, what was the last like main roster 60 minute iron? The only thing I can think of is that is well, I guess main roster. The last thing I remember was the NXT one, but that was a four way iron. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Brock Lesnar SmackDown 2000. That was SmackDown. Yeah, I think that was the last one, right? I don't know. That was that's like the lost Iron Man match because it was on SmackDown. It was on SmackDown too. It's such a lost. Uh, they also had a TLC match. On SmackDown, uh, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, I forgot about That's that. That's awesome yes. on SmackDown, too. Again, SmackDown had these, you know, especially during the Paul Heyman era when he was writing, yeah, they would have all these Especially cool, during the Paul Heyman era. They would do all these cool things, you know. I think Paul Heyman even pushed for that. I'm sure some network exec was like, you're going to have two people wrestle for a whole hour? Yeah, we are on TV. Here you go. So this Iron Survivor match, it's not, is there a cage involved? Because I was thinking there was a cage involved. There's no cage. There's no cage involved. It's just okay. basically a fatal. It's basically a fatal five way. Um, okay, it's it's basically a fatal and the five winner, way. Uh, and the winner Iron will Man. get a a the winner will become number one contender for their respective championship because they're going to do one for the women's and men's. So. Okay, that's that's cool. It'll so it's kind of like and it's like just a it to me it's like a spin on the gauntlet match a little bit you know. Yeah, it is. It's a spin on the gauntlet match. Because you have the two people who in this golly match, you're you're your opinion, you're done. But also, it's like if you show up later, it's almost like you don't want to. There, there's no like, oh, if I show up later, I'm fresher. Yeah, but they could have scored all these pinfalls by the time you right. If you're the you, fifth guy, fifteen minutes by the time fifteen minutes rolls around, how many yeah. how many pinfalls are there going to be? So it's almost you. It's like do you do you want to be there longer and just you know you don't want to get too tired and just kind of play the long game? I feel like twenty five minutes isn't definitely isn't isn't long for a wrestler. Yeah, for these guys, it's probably not long at all. I feel like yeah, either your second or your third, maybe like the the first one in. That's probably the prime spot. You know, the, for, yeah, the first after, one the, after the initial two. That's probably the best because then you get them at they're a little tired. You get coming fresh. You probably score a pinfall or two, uh, and then also the penalty box kind of recharges you too in a way. You know? Hey, I'm gonna go on the record and say this right now. Um, on NXT, they're teasing a new person named Scripps. Have you seen this? I have not seen this. Please tell. He us is. Uh, he's just. I don't know. So far, he's been like uh, tagging, like tagging stuff and and leaving voicemails to NXT and whatever. Um, they don't. They they're gonna reveal him next week. I'm gonna go on a limb and say that it's my friend. Levi Muir, because okay. he has a British accent. I can tell he has a British accent, and it kind of sounds like him. So I'm going to go on the on the record and say uh, my prediction for scripts is Levi Muir. Uh, he's this a friend of the podcast. Time. I've had him on my podcast a few times. Um, he's a cool dude, super cool. In fact, I, I talked to him uh, before he was in WWE, and then I talked to him again after the pandemic. I never put, I didn't put it up or anything, but I have it recorded. But yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, maybe we can get him on his. Um, I, I mean, what I'll say to that is. Is there maybe too much mystery going on with WWE NXT now? Like it feels you're like right, every you're right. Everything is like what's happening here. What's happening like every here? week? There's some new mystery. You know, okay, you had the Bray Wyatt stuff that made sense. This whole Dexter Loomis. I'm not trying to go on the main roster now, but like you have this Dexter Loomis fighting Miz. Then it's like revealed that Miz made the whole thing up and he mm-hmm. paid him off. I just think there's a lot of there's like too many little soap operas going on. And you know, sure, you want to bring in somebody. You know, like when Jericho appeared on wwe it was that like okay there's a countdown clock and what's it gonna be and then it boom he's there yeah not a lot of and also i remember like they didn't like 
they didn't hit it over our head. Countdown clock, countdown clock. It would just be a thing. Which is sort of like a commercial, like a quick. Like, I thought it was a commercial. I thought it was a commercial for like you know, oh, uh, the millennium is happening. Okay, this is their like New Year's Day. I didn't even tell it was the a, first uh, couple times they played it. I thought it was going to count down to the actual millennium. The actual millennium. Then, That's what I thought. As it for gets a closer, you're like, wait a minute, that that time doesn't add up. The, the millennium yeah, time is be in twelve so days. Much. You know what is it? Yeah. And then I think like the week before they were like, Hey, we're finally next week on raw. We're going to see what it is. And Jerry Lawler goes, I hated that fucking countdown clock. I hate that noise. Why is it still playing? So they definitely like, they did it a few times and finally they were like, Hey, okay, we're going to tell you what the fuck it is. So stay tuned next week. Um, I, I uh, disagree with you, but I also kind of agree. Cause um, on one hand, it's really fun for me to have all these different things. Like, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? But at the same time, it might be difficult for a new person to get involved. Who doesn't I also know what's happening? It'd be for Bray Wyatt. It made sense. He's a he's a veteran. Everybody kind of knew him. It was a good way for him to come back. I thought the presentation of him returning at Extreme Rules was perfect. End of the show. You think the show's over? He shows up the way they showed all of his past, sort of incarnations with the rocking chair than the funhouse characters showing yeah. up the old fiend showing up yeah, like we'll i'm really excited about. what this is going to be you know mm-hmm. me too i mean he deserved what them. they're going to yeah. do with them and then who's going to play uncle howdy and all this different like there's so much mystery behind it i'm super excited about that i'm excited about sasha and naomi coming back potentially you know potentially so you know, maybe Maybe one of them will be at the uh, you know war games. We'll see. I yeah, personally uh, that match- the rumble. Oh, you know what would be crazy? I just thought of this based off what you just said. What if we go into war games and uh the good girl team is still short two people and they're like, Oh, we're gonna reveal our people at war games uh, at the rumble yeah, or at the pay-per-view. We're not gonna reveal it beforehand, yeah. Right, yeah, and then it ends up being Sasha and Naomi. Well, I believe they only have one person left now because, as we oh, talked about, who joined? I guess Rhea Ripley has joined the enemy. Oh, team. Mia Yim joined the girls. Mia Yim, so then Rhea Ripley joined. Yeah, so now so the bad girls good. are oh. full. The bad girls are full. The good girls have one person remaining. One person it was left. To be Candace, but she got injured. She got injured, so I'm I'm curious who it could be. Maybe it's gonna be. I'm sure if it's Naomi, then Sasha will debut at the Rumble, a return at the Rumble. Yeah, I'm no, sure. No, they're gonna come back together. They gotta come back together. They have to. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's way better for them to come back together. Um, and maybe I don't know. Save I don't know that do you, how do you how do you both come back at the rumble? I mean, you both could come back at the rumble. How do you come back hand in hand? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't. If it's the rumble, you're right because it, it rumble is more about individuality. Individuality, yeah. Unless they come, unless they're not actually in the rumble, and they just make their presence known. You know, it'd be crazy if they came back in NXT, just like over the barricade, like they're invading, kind of like the outsiders. Oh, yeah, that would be great. I would love that. And just beat the fuck. And then, I mean, really, like they could do some real. Because also I've been here, I've talked to a few, you know, wrestling reporter friends, Kevin Kellum, a few other people. They've been saying that, oh, they have heat with the main roster locker room, blah, blah, blah. And these are what the reporters are saying to within they're not reporting on this they're just saying this amongst themselves Mm -hmm. so to me it's like yeah you left so come back and elevate nxt women because i think all those a lot of those new superstars are green they need they need more indie veteran hands in nxt especially in the women's division nxt and the AEW women's division they need more seasoned hands down there and so to me perfect thing for sasha and amy to come down there and just show them what's what i think it'd be great it would definitely Wherever they go, it's going to bring eyeballs to the product. You know what I mean? A lot of eyeballs to the product, yep. And to me, the the main roster is a little crowded right now. I think they'll 
it'll be a bigger reaction. Hear me out on this. It'll be a bigger reaction if they come to NXT. I don't know if there'll be a bigger reaction, but it might be a bigger, like, in the long haul, in the long run. Yeah. You know, they can always come back to the main roster, too. Like, it's not like they're, like, Finn, even when Finn Balor went back to NXT, I'm like, oh, he's coming back soon. Eventually, yeah. So Apollo, too. Yeah, they all, you can go back and forth. Like, what's wrong with it? I don't understand. It's all in the same fucking company, you know. Did you uh, did you hear see Apollo's uh, promo on, on Tuesday? I did not see the promo, no. I'm glad he's not using an accent anymore. That whole, he was talking like, about, uh, he went, he's in Africa right now because he <laughs> went to Africa to look for the greatest wrestler in the world. Yeah. And I found him, and it's me. Me, <laughs> yeah. I'm excited Good about call back to, and yeah, it's he, reality based because he actually was in Africa. Yeah, him and almost went there. <laughs> oh, did they? That's cool. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, your boy almost the Nigerian giant. <laughs> oh my gosh, that guy's terrible. That guy makes <laughs> that guy makes the John Gonzalez look like a technical wrestler. <laughs> we were talking about Kali and John Gonzalez. Here we got almost the, the yeah the modern day Kali and fucking Gonzalez. Or almost. And then, you know, like, so, like, it's funny because he went to Saudi Arabia. He had that match, which it was what it was. It was a quick match. Fine. You know, you get uh, Jim Cornette said it best. You have two big guys put them in foreign countries because to them, it's still a spectacle. You know? Right. Yeah, that's true. And then the way I feel about it is, like, do you take a guy that I have no interest in watching and you put him against another guy that I have no interest in watching? And I am good as good to skip that match. Yeah, <laughs> just I don't mind skipping it. <laughs> yeah, it was a nothing match, but he was crazy. MVP, his mouthpiece, could not go to Saudi Arabia. Did you, did you hear about that? I don't know. He, I knew he didn't go. I didn't know why. So he is for. He used to be. He was raised, or maybe he he was Muslim, or he was raised Muslim, and he okay. has since converted to atheism. And in Saudi Arabia, it's a crime to uh, leave Islam and become an atheist. So he was, you know, afraid oh. to go. Wow, same thing with Sammy. I mean, not that he's Muslim or or um. I think yeah, because he's 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 a Syrian heritage and Iranian, right. Syrian and you know, and he also has a charity, Sammy for Syria. That does yeah, well. right. So he's very yeah, he doesn't go there. He, it's so funny. I watched the Logan Paul like press conference thing. They were cheering for Sammy to the point that Roman said, "Y'all don't deserve Sammy." So the fact that he is hate over there, but he got he's over with the fans. That happened in Saudi Arabia. Yes, oh, they were wow. cheering for Sammy. They were cheering for him on SmackDown last week or whatever during the. They were going, "We want Sammy." Yeah, like, Sammy so ain't here. You got to deal with this. Sammy ain't here. He is tonight. white hot right now. I really hope they don't blow this. Yeah, speaking of Sammy, so Kevin Owens. Um, yes, I, I read in the dirt sheets that he was supposed to have some big feud with Sammy, but then Sammy got hot with the with the bloodline, so that the Kevin Owens feud got kind of put in the back burner. And then Kevin Owens went to a house show and he sprained his ACL or whatever it was. MCL I like how you said he went to a house show. Now he, he was booked with, with uh, Austin Theory. And... Yeah. Yeah. I, during a house show match. He like no, I think there MCL. was, to me, there's two stories you could do with Sammy. Sammy needs to win some gold at Mania. And I think he needs to fight the bloodline at Mania. Now you could do oh, Roman and Sammy, which no. I don't know if that might just, you know, I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like that's unrealistic, but 
If you can't do that, you could do Owens and Sammy versus the Usos, and that's who finally because there's already tension between Jay and Sammy. Yeah, no, it's true. There is. And KO has KO KO and Sammy have gone on record and said neither of us have won the tag titles, and we would love to do that with you know our ourselves. They have history together. I think that'd be an amazing match, Usos and KO Sammy. That'd so you amazing. say that'd be incredible. I still think you can do that match. You know, um, now. The key was you had this war games match. You had the brawling brutes. I know your favorite people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and Seamus came back too, fresh from his honeymoon. Andrew, they're kind of like, hey, we hate each other, but we're still cool. Uh, and you have these four against the bloodline, which is five guys. So who do you add to even the odds? Who has a history with Roman too is KO. So right. It kind of it would have led to that, you know. You would have seen the tease of like, oh, are we gonna fight each other in the Mirror War Games? It would have been good emotional storytelling. Now, you know, we're actually as we're recording this right now, SmackDown is going on. You know, it remains to be seen if Owen. I think if Owens is going to be in this War Games match, he's probably going to be in that SmackDown arena tonight if he's going to be there. And if he's not going to be there, they're probably going to name the replacement. Yeah, well, uh, um, Uncle Dave said that he that Kevin Owens might be cleared after all. He might be cleared. We'll see. You know, it's also it's a war. I'm sure they could protect him. You know, um, yeah. if they need to. I'm sure Owens is excited. I still, you know, I never went to the NXT War Games at at the Allstate when they came in 2019 because they did. That was when it was NXT versus Raw versus Survivor. It was a three way uh, oh. uh, brand. That was really cool. But uh, the the biggest pop of the night. Well, there were two big pops. One was Keith Lee going toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns, lasting till the end of the match, um, which that's such a tragic thing that he couldn't, you know, keep his spot on WWE. Um, but the other big pop of the night was at NXT War Games when Kevin Owens made his surprise return to NXT. Oh, yeah, fought, I forgot about that. NXT War Games. fought today. against the uh, Undisputed Era. So yeah. you got to see Kevin Owens and Adam Cole, which – you know, we never thought we rarely get to see that. I don't think they ever had a singles match on WWE. They might have, I mean, obviously they had singles matches and other promotions. Yeah. Or like ROH that. or PWG or whatever, right? Yeah. But yeah, but I don't never think ever because um, I mean, Adam Adam Cole had one main roster match. I think he had. I mean, yeah, Brian had, Danielson. Brian Danielson. I think he faced Rollins too. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think he had two. And you know why we got Brian Danielson and Cole because of the whole Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia plane, yeah, the plane incident. This, if it weren't for Saudi Arabia, we wouldn't have Adam Cole, Brian Danielson on free Fox TV. What the fuck? Yep, it's crazy. I'm gonna right. go back and watch that. See, there's a couple things. I'm gonna go back and watch that too. Actually, I didn't appreciate it at the time. No. Also, you know what's an art thing to, for our listeners to to go back and watch? Go rewatch. Uh, Gunther getting the title from Ricochet. Those are some really good matches. I really like Rick- Ricochet sold as hell for Walter Gunther, whatever the hell you want to call him, you know. Um, but I thought I thought those were great matches on on SmackDown. Um, uh, when they did, they did it. They did, there's a Sami Zayn Ray Mysterio match from Raw back in 2018. I want to say that's a really good one. Um, there's an AJ Styles uh, Sami Zayn match from that same year on i believe smackdown or raw i don't remember so there's there's a late you know everybody's like oh they're giving all these matches on tv well enjoy them because right. there were some really good matches you know and again yeah. wwe i hate to say this i'm not gonna not i know we got some aw diehards listening but like wwe knows how to shoot wrestling better than any other company they know oh, yeah. how to film absolutely they know how to i was just good. telling my wife the other night like 
I'm like, I don't feel like I'm starting to lean back towards WWE more than AEW these days. It's, I'm telling you, sometimes like they just don't know how to, like I was watching the, not the casino ladder match, but there was another, the, what was it? The brass ring ladder match that they had for literal a brass ring or whatever. And it just, it was just shot. There was a couple like ladder throws that I'm just like, oh, this, it just shot at the wrong angle. I'm like, man, like you, you appreciate the way WWE shoots when you're, when you're watching AEW sometimes. It's yeah. Tough. Yeah. And then that's all Kevin Dunn. So it's like, what's WWE going to look like? Bucky Beaver w? teeth. You got to give Bucky Beaver teeth some credit. He knows yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> but I, you know, he's probably as creepy as Vince. <laughs> they're all, I mean. they're all. Yeah. Uh, let's um, see here. Hey, well, we should get into full. We should get into full gear, though. Yeah, I'm looking at the card. Right, I'm looking for the card. Yeah, I'm right now. Oh, I was having Phil Gear. <laughs> Phil, Phil Gear. Like that Phil. Name Full Gear. <laughs> I mean, they literally. I was like, what are they going to do? Show a bunch of gears, and then in the end, I remember the first Full Gear. It's a bunch of gears in the yeah, intro. It is a bunch of gears. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's just funny. The so you remember the first full gear, right? Like that was the one where I mean, Cody not specifically, fought, but I do. Cody fought Jericho, and it was like if he okay, lost, yeah. he, could never, he could never fight for the title. But again, that wasn't even the main event. The main event match was the fucking Omega and Mox. Moxley, literally the barbed wire, like actual barbed wire, the mattress of barbed wire, or like scraping that, each other with barbed. Is that the one where the ring exploded? No, that was oh, a okay. revolution. But uh, yeah, like just to see the direction of what Full Gear has done, you know, in the past few years, it's been it's been great. And now, and now, and remember those old WWE announcers where they go, and now it's kind of like that. And now, and now, Full, full and now. Gear. AEW presents, and now Full Gear, X Mix presents, and now Doritos presents Full Gear, and now, and now. Well, okay, so let's get into full gear. Uh, I'm looking at the card now. Uh, there's a dark match of Brian Cage versus uh, Lance Archer or yeah, on the Starks on the on the dark match. And the, so it's uh, a they're, they're doing a pre-show. They call I love how they're I love how Tony Khan calls it zero hour. That's what he calls his pre-shows. Zero hour. <laughs> zero hour. I do uh, like that kickoff. too. It's cool. It's different than kickoff. Hey, yeah. Mountain Dew kickoff. Hey, yeah. do you remember that? I I don't know how far back you go like 96 the wwe's pre-show is called the free-for-all i remember though i don't i mean I, I seen one or two of them yeah it was it was like they would preview the card they give you a match or two and then obviously when sunday night heat became a thing and i love those sunday night heats that were from the fucking pay-per-view like yeah oh, you're I gonna when he was the pre-show and then you could watch to see the set or something you know yeah, yeah, I love that. I used to love that. And then try to watch the pay per view on Scramble TV afterwards, and my dad oh, would no. yell at me. Eliminator tournament. That's cool, I guess. I'm not really that into it. Like Brian Cage, he just got his ass up by Wardlow. Why would I want to see him go after the world champion? Yeah, so it's basically <laughs> you're basically yeah. He just got his ass kicked in one thing, and now it's like and and this is for so he got his ass kicked by the guy who's the TNT champion. Now you want right. to believe that he's ready for the world champion, right? Like, exactly. You know, it, it's weird because this is such a like a lower mid card tournament. I don't know if I yeah know. because I okay, so let's think about this. I mean, we kind of have to get into the main event to talk about this. Like, okay, so you have Moxley versus MJF, and it's you know everybody's in their mother is like MJF is going to win, and it's like how do they do it, and blah blah blah. So you think about like who of these three guys would because they would be the next challenger. Is that the for, finals? This uh no, there's oh, gonna be a semifinals, final. semifinals. 
the actual finals is going to be uh, one of these guys will face Ethan Page. Oh, that's, that's sad. Yeah. That's sad. I like how Ethan Page doesn't get to be on the pay-per-view and these guys do. <laughs> right. For appreciation. That's sad, though. Like, Brian Cage should win this tournament uh, if those are the last guys in it. So Cage is a is a heel right now, correct? So then would a heel make sense for MJ? Say MJF wins the championship. MJF ain't no heel. <laughs> he's such a baby face. He's doing he's, he's doing he's even standing shoulder to shoulder with Moxley feuding with the firm. I think there's a I think there's a couple things that would happen. I know I know we're jumping to the main event, but okay. it's probably the, what do you want to do? Do you want to jump to the main event? No, I want to try to get that to that last. Yeah, so let's but, move on. Uh, I think maybe Ethan Page will win the tournament because Stokely Hathaway is the uh, difference maker. That's true, too. Ethan Page is part of the firm, and yeah. then you get a feud with the firm, you know. Exactly, exactly. You get a firm feud with the firm. Firm feud. It's so uh, few. In one of our matches for the AEW TNT Championship, we have the champion Wardlow in a triple threat match against Powerhouse Hobbs, who, might I add, is from – the Bay Area uh, wrestling scene. I almost said comedy scene. There you go. Shout out to Hobbs. Um, oh, yeah, shout out to Powerhouse Hobbs. And uh, the ba- the biggest and the baddest, Samoa Joe. Also from the Huntington, from Huntington Beach. From, Good old. From, uh, yeah, like Southern California. Um, <laughs> Joe, Joe. He's Ring of Honor there. TV champion too, to boot. Yeah, this should be a double title match. Um, yeah, I mean, you saw they were kind of tagging up lately. I, I kind of wanted to see them tag for a little bit more, but I get it. You know, trying to build this. Yeah, feud. I kind of did too. I think Wardlow is a lot more tolerable with Joe. I think what they're going to do is a Ring of Honor pay per view that's going to happen in December. I bet what they're going to do, they're going to keep. I bet, I bet, unfortunately, Hobbs is going to take the pin and they're going to keep Joe and Wardlow strong. And then maybe they'll do title for title at the Ring of Honor pay per view. Or maybe just Joe's title, even. Or maybe it's Joe's title. Yeah. Maybe. Before those first loss, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I see Wardlow uh, pinning Powerhouse Hobbs in this match as well. Yeah, but I see Joe looking strong. Um, I feel like you know, Joe's in it just to, make, just to make it so you don't automatically assume the match is going to be one-sided. It's it, it, He's there to keep it a little interesting. You know, I think he'll do well. I like seeing them tag. I I was hoping for them to be like a monster tag team. But, yeah, you have to break it up eventually. And yeah. Joe's exactly. better as a month. heel. What's what really a month later? <laughs> uh, we have a... what was that? He's probably gonna go film something. That's when you know he's gonna lose the title. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Once he gets his movie role, we have a steel yeah. cage match. Uh, Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. <sighs> I mean, I like that. Yeah, I'm glad Luchasaurus is a heel, so maybe he'll get more. You know, he could just he needs a singles run somewhere. He's needs he needs to break away from this Jungle Boy like thing and just do his own thing i mean th- this guy could be the next kane like he, he's an agile kane who can do a, imagine if yeah, kane did a 450. that's what he reminds me of he reminds me of kane he needs a single run so if he needs to be a heel to break off on his own and do his own thing i'm fine with that um yeah you know they're trying to they're trying to end this feud you know you need some sort of either stipulation match to end this feud and i think fine do it do a steel cage you know i think this is a good this card has been la- this card needs something to kind of set it apart might as well do a steel cage you know yeah so and fine. then also like you're right about that too because this match is like the heart of the show because like yeah. jungle boy we all love jungle boys turning our heartstrings 
Yeah, he's 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 tugging on the heartstrings. He's doing well. He also, I mean, yeah, like I don't think the Christian feud really ignited anybody's uh, excitement. No, so really didn't. The the his feud was very lackluster. Yeah, the Christian, which again, Christian, you know, that speaks to maybe Christian's charisma. It's sad though because I want to like Christian. No, Christian's I mean, so dope. Christian's so dope. His promos. They're amazing. They really are. These Christians are. They're great. It's just I don't think he's he doesn't have. Unfortunately, he doesn't capture everybody's attention. The The thing is, is, and we don't want him to beat up Luke Perry's son. Like we don't want that. No. Maybe he's better as a face. I don't know. I think Christian's better off as a face, personally. It was kind of weird how he just kind of turned on them immediately. It was like I turned on you because you cost me a title shot. 18 months ago that just it's stupid well it's an organic what's what's 18 months in christian's career <laughs> right right it's just it's ridiculous plus he had a career injury at one point so he's like he has a second chance and it's like why are you gonna let this is all gravy for him. Ago, yeah. like, control you like you know and it's also hilarious the man the man got to headline in 2021 a year when christian never thought he'd get to wrestle again he got to headline a pay-per-view for wwe AW and Impact. He's done it all. Wow. Wow. How many people I loved, can say I love Christian being the Impact champion. Yeah. I thought that was a good way to hand the title. You know, you have him take the title from the belt collector. He's yep. the one that, you know, sends it back. It's in full and, circle for him. Yeah. No, that was a great story. Yeah. And that was a good match, if you remember, because Christian uh, was facing Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander beats him. And then, whoa, call your shot with Moose. And Moose just comes in and fucking, you know, takes the title right off him, right when the family's there, too. Great storytelling. Perfect storytelling. Yeah, I pick uh, I pick Jungle Boy all the way. Um, I could see. I mean, I think Luchasaurus, if you want to build him as a heel, if you want to build him as a single star, he needs a win. I don't think he's won anything yet. So yeah. my hope is... There's more future. The the what makes more sense is for Jungle Boy to win, Jungle Boy to win. But what makes more sense for a long term investment is for Luchasaurus to. Win. I feel like after what they said about his family being dead and whatever, um, you know, your son's a piece of you. You birthed a piece of shit, or you know, whatever it was. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy deserves the, the the happy ending. Or you keep it going. Give him, give him a screw job finish. Yeah, give him a screw job finish. Have Christian help Luchasaurus win and keep it going. That's true too. Because mm-hmm. what, uh, what month are we in? Uh, I guess, I guess, all out or whatever. The next big one's not really that close. The next one is Revolution. Will probably be in January, or February. They got time. Yeah, that's true. They, they, they could drag it out. I wouldn't mind seeing them drag it out. Uh, I think we, you have, drag it out. we have a special uh, tag team match. A special featured tag team match. We have the returning Double J, J-E-double-F-J. Double J, the last outlaw. Double T, the last outlaw. And Jay Lethal, I guess beating up Ric Flair wasn't enough for these guys. Uh, <laughs> God, I was thinking about that, that on Impact. I'm like, hey, aren't they the guys that beat up Ric Flair? Yeah. <laughs> they really bonded, I guess. Um, yes. Let me take it on Sting and Darby Allen, and I will not be watching. I mean, I'm going to watch. I mean, I enjoy what they're doing with Sting, but maybe it is like, no, you're you're using an attraction maybe too much. Now I think they're trying to lean on that well a little too much. Sting can take I mean, a you do it while you can though, because in two or three years that well ain't gonna be there. Yeah, I mean, I, who would have thought Sting would still be wrestling too? Like, Jesus, right like, in twenty twenty two, especially after he had that career-ending injury against Seth Rollins. Yeah, the the buckle bomb to the uh, barricade. Which that? Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? 
I like how people are blaming Rollins for that. I'm like, it's the move. It's not really his fault necessarily. I think it's more the move. You know, you know what's funny? Um, speaking of Seth Rollins, I was watching Seth Rollins um, a couple of like the last few wrestling matches he's had, and I've come to this conclusion: when when we were kids and we were watching wrestling, we were playing wrestling video games, and you get those little moves. There's like a few moves here and there that are really cool in the game, but like you, nobody's ever done them in real life. Seth does those moves. The buckle bomb is yeah. one of them. Um, there's like two or three that I can't think of right now. But yeah, Seth. Seth, and Seth was a big, and, and as, as you know, Seth was a big wrestling gamer when he was younger. So he's probably right. like, oh, I want to learn how to do these moves. Yeah. He probably saw the, all the moves growing up. He's like, I'm going to do that move. I'm going to do that move. I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I did notice that MJF. Time. I don't, MJF says I don't span video game moves. Whereas Seth Rollins like, I want to do those video game moves. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so it was, what was it? Oh, who do you, who oh, do you who, think is going to win this? Uh, Jarrett lethal. <laughs> who do see, you, I think the bad guys are going to win this one because they're just getting started. Yeah. I think that, getting, the real giant in their corner. They need, they need a win. They have the giant, they have Sanjay Duff. They got a lot of shenanigans. You don't need a clean win. And no, Darby Allen, Darby Allen, I have to say Darby Allen's type of former, he can lose and he's still, a million bucks. Darby Allen's bulletproof and Sting at this point in this age in this time frame, Sting's bulletproof too. Oh yeah, they're both bulletproof. I I think they can take yeah. a loss. It's fine. So, yeah, I'm not, you gonna, might I'm well not gonna lie. Uh, when I saw that Ric Flair's last match, I did say, "Hey, Jeff Jarrett looks like a million bucks." I I wouldn't mind seeing wrestle a few more times. And lo and behold, we get it. And, and it's not gonna be are. for the Banana Nose production. It's gonna be for her. yeah, no Banana Nose here. No <laughs> jeans with red skinny jeans. <laughs> Yeah, so I picked the heels. Who did you pick? The heels. I'm going to go with the heels too. Yeah, we oh. both are on the same page. We're on the same Ethan page with that. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker, D M D versus Soraya, 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 Soraya. Soraya's return match after what, like Soraya. four years, five years? Man, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy run. Hey, so today, uh, Soraya posted a screenshot on Instagram and her stories. And it was her, like, her merch or whatever. But somebody had replied to it, um, some fan or whatever, and said, I hope you break your neck again. She screenshotted it. She tagged him in the picture. And she said, enjoy your five minutes, right? And she posted it for her fans to just attack. And I saw it. And I go, okay, when was this posted? Five hours ago. So I'm going to go look at this guy's page. The page was deleted. The page did not exist anymore. Because he just got bombarded, probably. Probably, yeah, probably. Fucking you know, I ass. think, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's always better to take the high road, but, you know, good for her. She can do whatever the hell she wants. Um, <laughs> she's, sick me, the, she's sick the fans on that guy. Those fans. And to me, I mean, yeah, you give it to, you got to give it to uh, Soraya in this one. You know, she's she can be the new face of this women's division. I think they need someone like her. They need, like, a really big star. It's it's a feel good story. Listen, she was she didn't think she was gonna come back. She came back. Um, I think she said in an interview she wished her first return match could have been with Sasha Banks to kind of close out that chapter. And I do hope somewhere down the road both of them get to fight, but it's not gonna well, be on Saturday. To happen. She has to get a job with Disney. She has to get a job with Disney first. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Sarai's not going straight to the title. Like, no, give her a big name. I agree. I agree. She doesn't need I don't I actually don't even think she needs the t- any titles right now. Like, let I her think, be in a uh, I think Britt's one of the best talkers in the business. Yeah, no, I think this is gonna be 
uh, a good match. I don't think this feud's going to be over. I think they're going to keep it going. Like the way Cody and I didn't think Cody and Seth Rollins feud was going to keep going as long as it did last oh the whole God. summer. It's still going kind of in a way. It's still going. And so I could see this being the next Cody Seth Rollins for this year. Just keep it going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I can see it too. Um, Soraya has to get the win though. I think Soraya gets the win and Britt gets the first him. win. Britt beats the right trade match. Win. Britt's attacks her post match. Yes, and then you you keep it going. You keep it something. going. Yep. Because then Soraya's like, "Hey, I got my win, but I didn't even have a chance to have my arm raised because you whipped my ass." Yeah. You whipped my ass. So then there's something hungry, and then they come back, and there's still so many more promos they can do. They can battle each other for a while. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we both got Brit on that one. Uh, speaking uh, of women's title matches. Uh, wait. Oh, yeah. We both have Soraya. That's right. I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, TNT, T, uh, TBS title. Uh, Jade Cargill defends against Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose. Kind of like Nyla Rose defending against Jade Cargill because Nyla Rose has possession of the title. Yes. That's, that's the big angle for this is she's taking the title. So you want it back. You got to fight. Um, and this is Jade's biggest challenge, probably, since she's been in the company. She's like yes. what, 30, 40, you know, something like that. Um, she's been she's a champion. She's been the champion for, I think, did the title get introduced in January of 21 or 22? I believe 20. It was when they went to TBS. When did they go to TBS? 21? Uh, February 21. Yeah, it was 21. It was 21. Okay, sure. so then Jade Carter has been champion for almost two years. Yeah, so it's... I think it's time to make a change. You know, I think Nyla, you can give it to Nyla, I mean, give her a month. Uh, now that already has it. Now that already has it. She doesn't need to be champion. Well, she 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 officially gets it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I say I say I, I want Jade to hold it for a little bit longer. I don't want her. Oh, to you steal, want Jade want to Nyla, steal it back? I don't want Nyla to win. Uh, she's not going to steal it back. She's going to win, and then the referee's going to have the belt, and she's going to raise it up in the air. And that's it. You don't want this to extend. You don't want this feud to keep going. <laughs> no, I'm not a big fan of Nyla Rose. Um, <laughs> she's cool. Uh, but then you know you see Nyla Rose and you see Vicky Guerrero and it's just it's not fun. I think Vicky Guerrero is entertaining. I still I remember yeah, we went to the is. we went to the AW Dynamite in Chicago. Vicky, you know, got a huge pop. If anything, Vicky gets more of a reaction than Nyla. Yeah, no, that's probably why they're together. <laughs> and Nyla, correct me if I'm wrong, Nyla is not the best talker. I hope Vicky's talking rubs off. So you you're you're t- you're going with Nyla. I'm going for a schmoz finish. I'm going That's with right. Jade. I'm going with domination. <laughs> I, you know, what? I'm yeah. trying to like Jade. I think because she's been she's big, like she's not like big big, but she's big for compared to you know these other women that are in the division. She's tall, you know, she's got good height, good attributes. Yeah, and yeah. she's athletic. You know, she's very yeah. she's good. She's good. And I like I really like. I was reflecting on the story uh, where she came into AEW as Shaq's friend. Yes, I still remember that that angle. That's such a wild way. That's to a good. That's a you know a pretty decent introduction. She kind of came mm-hmm. in casually, like Test when he was Motley Crue's bodyguard. Test came in as Motley Crue's bodyguard. Wait, was it Motley remember. Crue? No, it was Tommy Lee's band. Yeah, Motley Crue. There was a band on Raw. There was a band on Raw, and Test came in as their bodyguard. Uh, I'm gonna look that up right now. I yeah, to- I don't remember who it was. Was it Motley Crue? I don't know. Anyway, I don't remember. I don't remember Motley Crue being on Raw. I would think that would be a big deal. Tess. Yeah, no, you're right. It was another. It was, it was a band. Yeah, look that up. I'm gonna keep looking on this. Uh, we have. Oh wait, I'll keep. I'll wait because I want to know though. Who is Tessa bodyguard for? 
Tess was hailed. You are correct. He was hailed as a bodyguard for Motley Crue. Tess made his debut during the band's performance on an episode of Sunday Night Heat in 1998. Well, Jesus. it's funny because I was I, I said it, and as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, that doesn't sound right. Motley Crue actually gave a performance. And of all, here's the thing. That's almost an insult to Motley Crue. You don't put them on Raw. You don't put them on pay-per-view. They do a performance on Sunday Night Heat. But that's when they were they were having uh, bands on Heat. They were doing that for a minute there. They're trying to do rock and wrestling again. Got it. Okay. <laughs> there, there's your history lesson for today, kids. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Where were we? I lost the show. Oh, uh, we... Chris Jericho is defending the Ring of Honor title in a fatal four-way fatal match. Four-way. Yeah, with Sammy Guevara, Clyde Casanoli, and Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson, yeah. Um, I'm excited for this because, uh, obviously, as we know, Claudio and Jericho do not, uh, have unfinished business. Right. Jericho and Brian, you know, they are still fighting each other, and it's exciting every time they fight. You got Guevara in there. He's like, is he is he going to finally turn on Jericho in this? You know, who knows? Again, Jericho's elevating the Ring of Honor title. Yep, I like that. Yep. He, I like his story of I'm going to humiliate Ring of Honor. I'm going to humiliate all the champions. I think it's a good story. It's a good I do, story. too. The, the Ring of Dishonor, you know. Ring of Dishonor. You know, I hope he still has it. I think he's going to win because they need him to be there for a pay-per-view or two for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view. So. Yeah, because even in you know, the, the heelist of the heels – in Ring of Honor in the day, we're never like, fuck having honor, you know? So My thing is, I think Daniel Garcia probably will be the one to take it because there's a storyline of him break, like he, they teased yeah, him breaking. Yeah, I can see that. I think I he'd be that. a good, I think he'd be a good guy to take it off him. I don't see Claudio winning this one, I which I know, oh, but I th- to me, Claudio's a workhorse. Yes, eventually he should get the AEW champion, but right now it'll just be the workhorse guy, you know, Put him in some title mixes or something. I could see him and MJF having a good battle. Um, you know, yeah, down to the tell road. you the truth, all four of these guys are really above the title. Um, they don't need it. Keep it on Jericho for funsies, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, yes, you can for argue. The story, for the story. All the, all the nerds are arguing, oh, Brian Danielson's looking like a geek. He's not winning anything. Yeah, but you know what? He doesn't need anything right now. He He's in a track. Especially the Ring of Honor title. That's backwards. No, to me, it doesn't fit the story for him to have it right now. No, it, and if if he loses the title, if Jericho loses the title, then it's just hot potato. Yes, and this one there is a there is a really good program going here. I say Jericho uh, keeps this. If anything, I think this might ignite because I I did not get a chance. I haven't saved in my DVR. I didn't watch the two out of three falls with Guevara and Danielson. I need to go back and watch that. I think there's money in a Guevara feud. Guevara Danielson feud, keep that going. Yeah, I could see them having a strap match or something at Revolution. You know, I could see something really exciting happening with that. And I'm gonna, um, I'm just really excited because Guevara, he's just getting better and better all the time. This is this is textbook giving this you know young guy the face of the face of the future, one of the pillars, as they say. Um, he's getting in the ring with three experienced workhorses. Yep, yep, exactly. I think this is gonna be. This match, Guevara is going to be. I think this is Guevara. You can you can say all the stuff about oh he said the weird shitty things about Sasha Banks and he's had shitty comments in his marriage. Yeah, what's, stuff. Such, what's such a shitty thing though he said about her? Oh, I know. It's I'm not I'm not trying to say he didn't say something wrong. I'm saying it's all like, but I'm just saying all that controversy and all that stuff. I think he really needs to put his money with his mouth is and do some good 
uh, wrestling. And I think this is going to be a match that will either make him or break him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I still say Jericho walks out. Who do you take? Yes. Jericho's going to win, but I think Guevara's going to look strong. Oh, Guevara, think- yeah, absolutely. Because I'm excited to see because Guevara has been associated with Chris Jericho since the beginning of AEW. Pretty much. Yeah. And From so the first day. Those two kind of go at it a little bit. Yeah. I want to see them go at it properly. Yeah. I think there's going to be there's going to be a never-ending conflict between uh, Danielson and uh, uh, Guevara. I think that's going to lead to another match between yep. them. And, I mean, they all we kind of, they all Claudio. Look at each other like on TV. Like even Danielson and Claudio are kind of like buttonheads a little bit on TV. Buttonheads. They haven't been fighting properly, so we're going to see. I could see a breakdown. I could, see, and I don't want to get into our main events, so I won't mention all this. But yeah, I could see them butting heads. That's going to be interesting, and I could see also Claudio and Guevara butting heads too. So it's going to be. This is going to be exciting to me. Between this and the main event, I could see these two being the match of the night. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, Tony, uh, Tony Khan uh, was recently did some comments. I don't know. He says something about the CM Punk thing, but I didn't really look into. It. I haven't really read that yet, so I don't really know what he said. On the media call, he gave a media call. Yeah, for he gave weeks. a media call. Do you know what he said about the whole CM Punk situation? Because I remember um, I saw a headline that said, "Tony, why didn't you stop CM Punk from saying those things?" I mean, it doesn't even matter what he says to me. How is he supposed to stop him? He's sitting there. He could have probably pulled him aside after the comments, but, you know. Right, because if you stop him, then it demeans him on, on live television. Demeans him on live television. It just looks weird. It's it a live bad. video. Like, hey, hey, shut up, shut up. Don't say that. You know, like, it's I terrible. think, if anything, this is this is maybe moral of the story. Is maybe don't do. We don't need media scrums every fucking pay-per-view. I'm not the biggest fan of them Yeah, necessarily. I don't know. I mean, when they're like that, though, I am. That's like the only one I watched. Right. Everybody's watched I only watched it because my friend said, dude, you want to watch this. Dude, it's sad. There are more people that watch that than the than the Moxley <laughs> punk match of the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, probably. Anyways, um, so but, but there are Moxley, shirts, by the way, on T Public. I want to mention this to our listeners. Yeah. On tpublic.com, there are shirts that say, I'm tired. I'm hurt. I'm tired. I'm old and I'm I am tired of working with children. Nice. I uh, I gotta get that shirt. Yeah. Anyways, my whole point of saying that was because uh, I did read his comments on the Thunder Rosa situation, and he okay. said that apparently Thunder Rosa is injured for longer than initially expected, and so oh. he is considering uh, dropping the word interim on Tony Storm's championship reign. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So we don't know what's gonna happen with that. Um, Tony Storm is going to defend her interim title against Jamie Hayter. Uh, there's no, I mean, that's great for them because they're all friends and they're all roommates, and they're, they're, I'm sure they go way back. Uh, so it'll be a good match. It'll be a good yeah, workhorse. Absolutely, but Tony Storm's going to win hands down. Yeah, Tony Storm is doing great with the title. Yeah, I didn't know who Tony was before this, so good for Tony. Um, I want to see more from. But Tony uh, was in WWE before this. I didn't know that. Oh, okay, okay. Well, she yeah, didn't really do much on the main roster. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, probably more NXT stuff, right? Yeah, actually, if you haven't seen, if you if you have, if you have access to it, and you haven't seen uh, the first Mae Young Classic. It's really good. Okay, Tony I Storm, say, I mean, I'm sure it's on. I'm sure it's on. Peacock. Tony Storm is in both of the Mae Young Classics. Oh wow! Okay, I will. Yeah. I will look it up. Um, I believe isn't Britt Baker also in one of them, like in an intro match or something? I don't believe so. Oh no, Britt Baker faced Nia Jax as a local. On Monday Night Raw, and then I interviewed her like the next day. <laughs> it was great. I interviewed Britt. Um, it was, she she was trained by Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. And it was okay. like around the time where uh 
Johnny was like in NXT. Yeah. And like a lot of pe- a lot of indie promoters were were saying that Johnny Gargano was canceling bookings. And there's really only one reason for that to happen, you know. And yeah. so in my interview yeah. with Britt, I said, "Hey, I don't want you to to confirm it or deny it, but hypothetically speaking, let's say uh, that Johnny uh, Gargano signed with WWE, like what, what would you say about that, you know?" And she was able to kind of talk openly about him getting signed without confirming it. Yeah. Which was cool. That was smart. He did because he did get signed. Yes, yeah. he did. We knew he was. Yeah, if you're canceling, he got signed. Sense. Right, exactly. So I'm like, I don't want you to confirm or deny it, but hypothetically speaking, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah, she was such a good interview too, Britt. She's awesome. You know, she was when I interviewed her, she was in dental school, and now she's a, a dentist. She's a real life dentist in Florida. Yeah, she wow. is DMD. D, and it's a great um, character for her too. Anyways, where were we? So yeah, uh, I think that uh, Tony Storm is going to be women's champion for a long time to come. Yeah, I think she's gonna have a good uh, uh, run with the title. Uh, now, how do you do? You just drop the title one. Day? Do you just say one day, "Hey, you're no longer interim. You are the champion," or does she have to defend it in something? And maybe that's how it determines if she's the real title. Well, the only way that the the, the officially, you know, it could be the true title is if it gets the unification match. But, but there's, if yeah, the other so champion isn't available to do that. Then I think Tony can just drop the word interim. I think that can happen. You know, it would be cool, though, instead of doing that, just to kind of make her look strong. You could do like a maybe just on it could even be on Dynamite, just like an hour, like not an hour, but like maybe like a 45 minute gauntlet match. And it's like if you last the end of the gauntlet match, I will drop the you will be the official title, just something like that. Or even like even like a quick tournament and then the winner gets to be against Tony Storm for the Undisputed Women's Championship. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where she gets yeah. the buy in the tournament, and then she well, she automatically gets to skip to the finals, even maybe. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the interim champion. Maybe something like that. Yeah, something like that. That would be cool. I would. I would That'd be a cool that. way to just kind of unify because there should be a big unification match, you know, or do it or save it for Battle of the Belts if there's one more of those before the end of the year. Yeah, or even like a like a four or five way women's ladder match. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tag team title match. We have the acclaim. Uh, defending against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. The acclaimed with Daddy S. With Daddy S. Daddy S. I don't know, man. I mean, they're, I, they're they're super over. For a while, I was liking the acclaimed, but now they're just getting to be too much. You really think so? They're they're the most over. Like, look uh, at those. I know, but it's just, uh, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Too much comedy for you, maybe? It's just too much. Yeah, it's just too silly. It's just too silly for me. I, I enjoy the raps, though. I enjoy it when he comes out. And he raps because yeah, you don't different. know what he's going to do. Those it's raps different. are great. Yeah. Uh, it's different. It's, and sometimes he like, he like, he'll roast people hard. Like he my, favorite, my favorite one was Samoa. He fucking roasted Samoa Joe so hard. And Samoa, and then it showed Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe was like, hmm, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Samoa's, Samoa Joe's great at no selling, uh, but like, just like a little frog. Yeah. There's a YouTube montage. I encourage everybody. If you haven't seen the montage of them roasting, I mean, it's perfect. They know how to roast. They know how to be classy. Um, it's Wait, over with it, the. It's a montage of Max Caster's raps. Yes. Oh, I do have to go watch that. Yeah, uh, I'm just. I'm. My biggest thing is you gotta look at what the crowd is into, and they're. They could not be more. Old. Literally, no, Billy Gunn. Has, I'm not gonna deny that. Billy Gunn has rebreathed life into his career with Daddy Ass. It's fucking wild. Uh, I just. I it's don't a know. good look. It's a good I, look for both of them. Yeah. Um, they I'm need sad that he left his sons. That that they split. I'm sad about that. 
I think it's good for them. They should be on their own, frankly. They, I didn't think they would. There's some interview with Billy Gunn and Chris Van Vliet was like, you know, I wish my sons didn't took my name. So you know what? This is a great little separation. Let them get over on their own. Not take his name? He kind of wished that they would have done their own thing. And I, I respect, like, uh, for example, uh, William Regal's son goes by Charlie Dempsey. He doesn't use his dad's name. I respect Charlie Dempsey is William Regal's son? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I did not know that at all. Wow. And he's getting a little push now, right? A little bit of a push, yeah. So I'm a big fan of the children of wrestlers. To that Braun take Breaker, them. man. That Braun Breaker from the great Breaker family. <laughs> uh, well, I, I watched the table for three with Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner, yeah. and Braun. I'm Scott's like, quit, quit, quit stealing my shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm still mad at Scott because he fell on his face and he was roasting fucking Braun for it. Yeah, that's fucking. Um, no, I just think I want the, I mean, I, yeah, I, uh, you, if you're, whether you're a fan of the acclaimed or not, they're really well, that how over they are. Absolutely. And I don't think, I don't think Keith Lee and Swerve are going to win this. They're, they're, they're going to have a long run with this title, whether yeah. we like it or I like it. Um, yes, I love Keith Lee, big Swerve slick and fan. Uh, I think Keith Lee deserves a single push. Maybe they're, I think what will happen is Keith Lee and Swerve will lose this and then they'll break up and maybe they'll feud a little bit and then they'll move on to singles runs. Absolutely, because right now Swerve is acting very heelish. Yes. And Keith Lee is not. And Keith Lee's kind no. of like, like, what are you doing, bro? And so I think something's going to happen where Swerve's going to do something and Keith Lee's just going to be like, you're crossing the line and they're just going to go at it. I could see them breaking up in the middle yeah. of this match. You know? Yeah, I can absolutely. see the thing happening. And uh, they deserve it because they both deserve singles runs whereas the acclaim they're great right now let them have the time give them a long i think this aw if anything has too many hot potato championships right now i mean the whole the world championship is hot potatoed like what five times this year but that's um, not that's that's not the fault i understand it's not i understand it's, i'm not saying it's not the book i'm not saying it's the booker's fault but i'm just saying that we need an era of longer title runs across the board yeah i think there's been a lot of hot potatoing with the league, whether it's there by design or by circumstance, um, I think AEW needs some long title ones. We need to go old school. Everybody needs to have a title for a year. So let's 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 keep the acclaimed on this for a while. So I take I take the acclaimed to win, and hopefully this leads to uh, Keith Lee and Swerve breaking up so they can be single stars. And then Revolution, we'll see Keith Lee versus Swerve. I agree. Uh, sure. Acclaimed for the win. Yeah. yeah. And then the claim can fight the FTR or something. That'd be fun. FTR, yeah, proper. Oh, you know what's proper... crazy? I'm looking at Wikipedia, and I'm yes. reading off the matches. Yes, me the next too. match to me is the main event. However, yes. uh, they announced on Dynamite this week that the Elite, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bucks are going to be taking on the Death, uh, Death Triangle, Prime. the Lucha Brothers, and Pac for the trios titles. And that's not yes. on here. That's not on here. No, it is on. It's number oh, nine. I skipped it. I skipped it. Yeah. I don't know how um, I skipped it, but I did. Yeah, a little surprise for the fans. Um, yeah, I don't think we need to see the Elite on TV. This should be like just, just dropping at the pay-per-view. It's a good you know. build because the fans haven't been anticipating them, right? So, yeah, and the pay-per-view. I agree. Um, You know, I think if the Elite want to come back, they they should be heels. You know, I think it fits with the controversy and the story. You know, uh, now the question is, okay, they come in and to me, I'm, I'm honestly more concerned with how they play it up on dynamite the next, you know, the next Wednesday, which will actually be funny enough. The dynamite following this pay-per-view will be Wednesday in Chicago. It okay. is the dynamite before Thanksgiving. 
So it'll be very interesting to see what they do. You know, does the elite win? I think the elite will probably win, uh, but there'll be some sort of heel tactics involved, you know, in my personal opinion. You know, Death Triangle's a face right now. Um, you know, there's probably... I I guess they are, but Puck's been using a hammer, and he's been telling Ray Phoenix to also use the hammer. Best, best segue ever. You know, Puck's been using a hammer in a match, so... I mean, that's not very face-like. <laughs> no, that isn't. But I mean, do the okay. So, how do you play the he the elite as sympathetic? Do you make them babies? I don't know. I, I do. I say they come back and they're cheered. The building blows off the the roof blows off the building because they're so beloved right now. Especially because the fans they were taken away from us and those yeah. title reigns were taken away from us. I you know what? As much as I hate, like you said, hot potatoing these fucking titles, I think the elite's gonna come back. They're gonna be huge baby faces and they're gonna win the titles back. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they're gonna be hot potato in this, but yeah, they're probably gonna come back and win. Um, due to and I'll, I think they're gonna be, I think it makes more sense for them to be heels. But I guess Death Triangle is being heelish, so yeah, they come back as faces. Well, the thing is, is Death Triangle is kind of both. Uh, I, yeah. I feel like Pox a heel and the Lucha Brothers are baby faces. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's a weird pairing. But, yeah, you know. no, it is. I mean, it wasn't at they first. Also, it wasn't at first it's weird because but I think Pox faced- is just getting crazy lately. And then they faced like House of uh, uh, Black or whatever, and that's like a heel faction too. So it's like heel face kind of face thing. Like, what are we doing? I guess Pac doesn't know what he is. That's really what it comes down to. (laughs) And Pac, you know, that's good for his character, I think, too, to be kind of like, like, well, this guy's kind of out there. What is he doing? He has a hammer. Yeah, trying to get Ray Phoenix to fucking use a hammer. I was like, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, I was doing. Then you pay attention to to it, and I hear Pac go. (laughs) I think you should use a hammer. And I was like, wait, what? And he has a hammer in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Bach. He's cool. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. So I think we both give it to the elite. I say the elite wins it back. Yeah, absolutely. They deserve it. They got It got taken away from them. And then I feel like they got taken away from the fans. So in a way, the fans are going to be like, woo, they're back. Yay. And they're going to be huge baby faces. All right. World title match. John Moxley. Defends the title against MJF in a babyface versus babyface world title match. What do you think? I mean, we might be going into this a bit. We, you know, I still remember Austin and Rock went in as a babyface, babyface, and we saw a heel turn. I think it's going to be something's going to happen. I could see this being if they really want to really do something, they could do Brett, Brett and uh, Austin and do a double turn and have Moxley turn heel and it really push. You're right. Yeah. But then Moxley's heel, does he leave the the combat club? Well, I think we're seeing between – this is what I was alluding to in the Ring of Honor Fatal 4-Way. I think we're seeing the seeds of the Blackpool Combat Club coming to an end. Okay, I agree with that because – I'm seeing the uh, disillusion. Willie Yuta and Brian Danielson have been buttonheads lately. They've been buttonheads. Claudio and Brian have been buttonheads. Right, yep. Yeah. And then John Moxley can do his own thing. Yeah. I can see Boxy as being an asshole, just doing his own thing. I could also see him going away for. I mean, he wanted vacation. He had vacation time coming to him. Uh, That's true. After all, this whole CM Punk thing happened. Yeah, when he lost the belt a few months ago, he had vacation time coming. So I could see him, you know, going on vacation and then coming back. Yeah, you know, but his next wife just had a job, so she probably hasn't been there long enough to accumulate vacation time yet. Is yeah, she after ninety days? Is Renee past for ninety days? <laughs> 
I'm sure they can take a vacation. Yeah, she doesn't I'm have sure, to, I'm sure she she doesn't have to be on there every week. Okay. And even if she does, it's fine. I don't know. Um, I could see maybe Moxley sticks around. I don't know. I could also see there, there's, there's the other scenario of Regal turns on fucking Moxley too. And uses. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Well, that's what the dirt sheets have been. And everybody in like the forums have been saying that Regal's going to turn in because we've been, we've been getting this idea of I use brass knucks when I want yeah. to, you know, I didn't MJF to, but I wanted to Regal, Regal has seen it. So Regal has mentioned it. MJF has mentioned it. Do you see that? Does Regal put on the brass knucks and take out Moxley? I think there's a story there of Regal aligning himself with MJF. You know, I think there's Do you a story. think uh, this whole MJF being a babyface is a swerve? He keeps mentioning devil and he's kind of half devil, half face, you know, but also at the same time, he can still be himself and be a face. He doesn't have to change completely the content of his character. Austin was basically always a heel. He just kind of was like, oh, I'm fighting the Undertaker and he's a cult leader. So I'm fighting evil, you know, yeah, like right. but he was man, always, evil boss, evil boss. So he's always kind of fighting evil, but he was still the same, like DTA, don't trust, ah, I'm middle finger, you know, he wasn't a classic baby face at all, you know so I think I think we would like to see the Brett uh, Austin double turn match, maybe that's what this is um, maybe, I'm sure the firm is going to get involved in some way and that leads to maybe Ethan Page getting the next title shot, I think there's a story there, yeah. of MJF and Moxley fighting the firm I think Regal could turn on them. I mean, something's going to happen, you know, I think. But to me, what makes the most sense is we're seeing Blackpool Combat Club, you know. Come to an end. Yeah, I agree. It, it does feel like it's kind of – they're not really I on the same page anymore. Whether Regal turns or, you know, Moxie just becomes a heel in a match and turns on Regal, that would be great too, you know. Uh, but yeah. at the end of the day, I do see MJF walking out with the title. I pick MJF as well. I feel like at this point, uh, MJF is the biggest bitch in the world if he doesn't win the world title. It's it people. No one's. I can easily see, you know, for best Booker of the year. You know, you got to give people what they want, and if you don't deliver on tomorrow, not even Sunday, tomorrow, you know, in his backyard <laughs> in New Jersey. Of all yeah, places. Yeah, you know, yeah. Give him the there's win. No way. MJF has to walk out the champion. And the thing is, is like he's not gonna beat John Moxley in a fight. So it's like what kind of shenanigans are gonna happen, right? Who's gonna walk out as a baby face? Because it's all up in the air right now. Anything can happen. Like you said, any three of these people can turn. The firm's gonna get involved. Black the firm can get involved, Regal could turn, it could be something, you know. Is it does he win by shenanigans? Does he win by True blue, like I won, you know, because was he's been he, was MJF really with the firm this whole time, and he just took a beating to to show that he wasn't. Of course, and you know what, MJF would fucking do that. Let's be yeah, honest, he here. would. He's a mastermind, right? He's the devil, and he the devil. said on on Wednesday, the best, the, the devil uh, is the person who you don't think is a devil. Yeah, something like that. I forgot exactly how he said it. No, the the, the see the the greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convince people he wasn't around. Yes, you know? it wasn't. The, yeah, exactly. Which is actually an old CM Punk line too. CM Punk has said that line too. Oh wow, I didn't realize that. That's funny. Because mm -hmm. he first used that line on CM Punk during their feud, uh, if you recall. So yeah, MBF has to walk out with the title, whether or not it's shenanigans. I mean, that's it's really it's really it's almost like we know the result but we just don't know how it's going to happen that's where the real story is what's going to yeah, that's the exciting part is is it fair shenanigans or real shenanigans or does moxley just pass out in the middle of the match and mjf just covers him you know what the fuck's yeah. gonna happen and i think you're right though moxley loses 
he takes his L and he goes on vacation. Goes on vacation, you know, or just he, you know, I think, uh, frankly, he just needs, he just, we, we don't need every one of these people there every week. We need, yeah. you know, Moxie doesn't need to be there. He doesn't. I, 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 you know, Tony Khan originally was talking about like rotating people in and out, and I don't really see that happening very much. I just see people coming in uh, and rotating out and never coming back. <laughs> like, Miro. <Sure>. I, <laughs> I 100% see that happening. Yeah. No, yeah. Miro, who the fuck is Miro? Oh, boy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no, old Machka. He's a guy that, that would, I would love to see come back to the WWE. Especially if they brought him back with uh, Lana because she's number one. She's number one right now. Yeah, he's he's gonna need to come back. I mean, he would get a he would get a good face pop. You have to bring him back as a face if he comes back. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I feel like at this point, maybe you know, one or two returns to the Survivor Series. Um, uh, but I say save all the 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 remaining of the returns for the Rumble. Yeah, we don't need any more surprises for this year. Honestly, yeah, you're right. Give us some of the Rumble, or maybe in January if you want to debut one person on the first of the year. That's fine. You know. So is Survivor Series a week from tomorrow? Yeah, but we have two Saturdays. They haven't announced one person for the men's war games? Well, we haven't watched SmackDown, so I'm sure. They might announce it tonight, you're right. I'm sure they're going to announce it tonight. I mean, we know it's going to be Bloodline versus probably, you know, the Brutes and that whole faction. Yeah, that's that's probably what's going to happen. At the end of SmackDown last week, for those that didn't watch, it was basically a big brawl. Like, they literally did the Usos match. Oh, yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm excited for War Games. I'm excited for Full Gear. Um, you know, I hope everybody tunes in. and Let's all just enjoy some fucking wrestling for once. How about yeah, that? Yeah. Instead of all this backstage bullshit, you know? Yep, I agree. I agree. Uh, awesome. I think that pretty much covers everything. Yeah, enjoy the wrestling. Put ignore the backstage bullshit. I think put a good. little bow on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I do agree. Um, but sometimes the backstage part is more fun. Like the whole CM Punk thing, that was like the funnest drama that we've had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's exciting. But then at the same time, you're just like, fuck, like more controversy for him. Like, you know, he was supposed to, you know, just come back and be drama free. So it's a little disappointing that you're right. You know, for, uh, it was his second chance. Was his, and also he was doing for, you know, I, I what's lost in that whole controversy is he came back and he was working with new. I didn't know. I didn't know who Daniel Garcia was. I didn't know who Powerhouse Hobbs was. Maybe I'm just not attached to AEW the way I'm attached to WWE. But he kind of made these people. You know, his first match back was Darby Allen. He literally said, "If I was 16 years old, Darby Allen would be somebody I watch." He's making these people. Yeah. He's opened. If you remember when he came back, what is the first thing he said in Chicago? Hey guys, you sure know how to make some. You sure know how to make me feel like I'm Britt Baker in Pittsburgh. He's literally putting over Britt Baker within the first minutes of his return. Wow, he's, I didn't think about that. Yeah, he likes to elevate. Yes, he's an, you know everybody has their opinion and all, but he was there to elevate new talent. He wasn't there to fight Daniel was. Bryan. You know? He wasn't there to you fight know? backstage. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was there to you know just have matches with new make new stars. And I think for the period and also you know yes, MJ. Yeah, people can argue. Well, MJF is there now. We're great. Yeah, but. He made he, those promos with MJF put him on a level to where now he can carry the brand. Yeah, you're right. MJF, he elevated MJF like so much. Yes, you're right. CM Punk, like MJF, oh, we don't need CM Punk right now. We're doing well. Well, he uh, CM Punk elevated you. CM Punk, you were, to, CM Punk got you to the point where you were doing well. You were a main event player. CM, if yeah. you can, if you, if you take nothing else away from, if CM Punk never comes back to AEW, his one basically year run in AEW, he, 
made some stars. He brought more eyes to the product. Yes, maybe minute by minute, the shows didn't always do well, but the pay-per-view buys went up. He made he made yeah. MJF, he made Darby, he made a lot of people. He put them in the yeah. frame of, hey, I know who they are. He gave you us know? some really great promos. Gave us some great promos. For those of you that never, I never got, I never saw him live in person before. I never, I was not watching wrestling during his WWE run. And I got to go to the Trust Arena and see the match with MJF the first time when he lost twice in one night or whatever. Great match. I mean, the pop that he he got two big pops for his arrival and then for doing the Pepsi Plunge. Uh, <laughs> wow, Pepsi Plunge, that's old school. So, like, I'm just, I'm happy I got to see the man live. You know, he yeah. did so much. Um, yeah, I don't know if I've seen him live. I probably have. I don't know, though. I can't think of anything. But, yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. Well, where can people find you on the internet, Pratik? Uh, yeah, at Pratik Comedy, P-R-A-T-E-E-K, the word comedy. That's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. My Twitter, which I don't even know if I'm going to use Twitter anymore, but it's The Daily Pratik if you still follow Twitter. I don't know. Maybe I have to get a Mastodon or something. We'll fucking see. Oh, I do uh, have Rockin' Mastodon. I have like 75 followers. Maybe I'll jump on Mastodon. Yeah. So, okay. So, at Pratik Comedy on Mastodon coming soon. If you haven't checked out my album, Nick and Sheila's Kid, it's a great album. Check it out, guys. It's great. It's a great album. Uh, you can check me out at Funky Sam Medina, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Mastodon, all that good stuff. Hell yeah. I, I'm having a good time on Mastodon, man. Uh, it's really cool. They do this thing called a content warning. So, like, if it's a, a harsh topic and, you know, it, it triggers people, you can just put, like, a little one-sentence summary, like, hey, this contains domestic violence. And then if you don't want to click on it, you don't click on it and you don't see it. So that's okay. Pretty, yeah. And a lot of people are using it though to like su summarize long ass posts. It's really funny. Uh, but it's that's cool. Funny. It's cool. Yeah. It, there's a lot of cool things on it. Uh, but, anyways, yeah, this is not the Mastodon podcast. Yes. This has been the Pro Mastodon podcast, Gimmick oh, Street, yeah. all that good stuff. Uh, good night, guys. Thank you for taking it. It's been fun. Yeah. All right. Later, bud. <laughs>